So the next section is uh, why is it worth the effort? And so we're going to talk a little bit more about the economics of, of smart growth as an economic development strategy. And I think it will address a couple of the questions that were brought up here. So the things that we'll talk about are affordability, rethinking the costs and benefits of land development, business attraction and retention, economic social equity, and healthy lifestyle styles and convenient access. And the importance here is to really be able to understand and communicate the benefits of different types of development as you uh, go through the process of, of looking at what uh, types of development you might want in your community in the future and what your clients are, wh where they're wanting to live and, and uh, what they want to invest in. So the uh, benefits of smart growth are that uh, the predictability that I mentioned early, that if, if no one wants to invest all their money in a one-off product and be the only one hanging out there and, and know that the next door neighbor could come in and, and do something that's not at all in line with the area. So it's real important to make sure that you have a, a marketplace place that's uh, has predictable regulations. Um, it, having smart growth approach reduces risk and protects investments. It balances economic growth with environmental health and quality of life. And then again, we kind of hound this over and over, but it creates that sense of place that will help you live over the long term and have that quality of community over the long term. And I think that that's what everyone fears the most is if you, take, if you don't keep up, then you decline. And once you're on that declining path and lose that sense of place, it's really hard to, to change that big ship. So it's important to kind of keep on incrementally moving in the direction that, you, uh, that to the best of our knowledge, uh, we're going. So affordable means something different every, anywhere you work, or anywhere I work, and uh, every community it's different. But generally, if you pay more than 30% of your income, it's considered uh, not affordable to live there. So this is uh, this region, and the yellow uh, people, people on the, in the areas that are yellow are paying less than 30%, and the darker areas are paying more than 30%. And um, this is just kind of a general map that, that uh, I can't really attest to because I just pulled it. There's a website that you can pull this off of that for anywhere in the country. But when you con this just c considers the cost of the house, either your rent or your housing costs. But the, the true affordability is your transportation costs and your housing. Because if it's more, this is kind of flipped in the way that a lot of places are where outside will be real cheap and inside uh, the, the urban area is more expensive. But this shows if you add in transportation costs, how long it takes you to get from where you live to your job or retail it, and, uh, and to maintain the car that you need. It, reduces the affordability where there's more people that are paying, if you add both housing and transportation together, more people are paying over 30% of their income. So uh, that, this just kind of gives you an idea of why that transportation component of smart growth is so important and why those mixed uses are so important. Uh, 
So just comparing the, the housing costs versus housing and transportation. And, and again, this is a, a general picture of, of the region. So the impact of affordability, again, is very, uh, it's a local issue and different things factor in for different areas, but the uh, constrained supply, and, and I've worked in communities where uh, I think I did a, some presentation and some research for the Brookings, South Dakota uh, Realtors Association, and they have a university there and they have zero housing and it's just all gobbled up. Every rental area is gobbled up and, and uh, so that can have a big impact on the affordability if you have a big fluctuation of people coming in for, for education. Um, and it's not a bad thing because their housing market's great and booming so, uh, and they can't keep up with it. Uh, the impact of increasing demand, the role of public policy, are we, you know, do we have um, actions in place or policies in place at the local level that don't allow you to build affordable units or are in some way inhibiting the affordability of units. So there's a consultant who looks a lot at, at kind of the economic nature of, of um, uh, development and, and what a city will, will, what kind of tax revenue a city will have from different types of development. And he has looked at the difference between a um, more, lower density or vacant building and, and a mixed use type of development. So this is a structure that was uh, for 40 years was vacant with a 1991 tax value of 300,000. And uh, so it's you know, a big drain on the uh, economy uh, and, and a big drain on the area, all of the uses around it, because we've got a huge structure that's vacant. It really impacts more than just that piece of property. It impacts the entire area. So today the building is uh, redeveloped in mixed use and, and has a value of over 11 million, uh, which is an increase of 3,500% in 15 years. And if you look at, drill down on it, the, the firm is Urban 3. If you drill down on it, the, um, and look at a difference between a Walmart site and a mixed use site, the amount of land that is used is uh, th 34 acres for a Walmart and 0.2 acres for a mixed use. Uh, the property taxes per acre is $6,500 versus $634,000. Um, the city retail taxes per acre are 47000 versus $83,000. Um, residents don't have anyone living in that area, 90 in this area, and the jobs per acre are six versus 73. So the, you don't want that compact everywhere but it really helps your tax base if there's appropriate areas to have that type of more compact, dense use, uh, mixed use, and, and uh, redeveloping old, older buildings. And it looks like you've got just a lot of opportunities around the, the uh, region to have that type of impact on, on redevelopment. And, and, then, and those places are in areas with great character and, and all of the infrastructure. So many places I work 
have buildings they look more like that where it's way set back and parking lots but you have areas where, where that were built a long time ago and you've not gone in and torn them all down so really some some great street life so the to follow up on his research the um, county property taxes per acre and it, a mixed use six story is 402 an acre mixed use three story 119 mixed use two stories 76 and then and these are per, per acre and then malls are 14 uh, single family eight Walmart seven and uh, out in the county single family is one dollar per acre of uh, tax to the county. So these were, he took the Asheville region where he lives and did this analysis. Depending on your tax base, it's gonna change, but I think that the types of impacts are gonna be the same as far as uh, there, you get a lot more bang for your land, your land uh, if you have higher density in appropriate areas. Uh, the next issue from an economic standpoint is business attraction and retention. And I did want to tell you that uh, we talked after, uh, during the break, and I'll uh, put this presentation in a PDF and give it uh, to the association to put on their website that you can look at it. I, do, I did realize I need to take out a couple of the slides, like those that aren't, uh, that I don't own or the National Association of Realtors doesn't own because uh, other firms might not want their information there, but most of it will be online. Most of it's the associations or, or my personal uh, information. But that series won't be in there. <clears throat> uh, the, so the value of great places, how do you create that sense of, of place and uh, people want to spend their weekend going down there, spending money, ha have arts experiences, cultural experiences. The, when uh, surveyed, the, they, uh, they were people, businesses were asked, uh, or let me see, this is a, a downtown survey to determine what types of businesses were moving downtown and what types of businesses are really looking for that sense of place uh, rather than could go anywhere in a community. And so the professional scientific and technical services were the 29% of the, the businesses that are really looking to locate in an area that has great placemaking uh, are, are those types, the information technology, uh, area, finance and insurance is green, manufacturing is 9%, so this is information, and then other is the 15%, and then the rest of them are, are lower percentages, but if you just put together these three, er the, or the two areas of 29 and 15%, there's a large number of information, professional, scientific, and technical, so kind of that creative class that people talk about wanting the downtowns, the walkables, and mixed-use areas to live in. And what they said, the reason they want those types of areas are because they uh, can attract and retain talented workers when they have those vibrant communities and different types of environments. They build brand identity and, and company culture and, and can kind of uh, put their identity with these really cool places to live and, and uh, build on that. Support creative collaboration. They want to be in areas that have a lot of people like them and so that the, the, there's an energy there and, and a culture of, 
of, of kind of creativity, be closer to customers and businesses, uh, support triple bottom line with business outcomes and good corporate citizenship. So they're feeling like they're, they're part of the community, able to make the community a great place to live and, and really have that more social interaction with the community rather than just it being a place to work.